Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein and Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. Uh, we have a special interview with John Grace, who owns uh, a massive uh, parlay that uh, is only has the Vegas Golden Knights remaining. Uh, we will get into a little NBA action. Uh, but first, I thought actually we would start with golf. Um, news broke out on Tuesday that the PGA Tour and Live Golf Tour are forming a merger. Um, the details exactly are, are, aren't all quite out yet, but basically they're going to form a new global golf entity and and the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund is going to be contributing uh, probably billions of dollars into this new global um, entity. And um, there are some pissed off players uh, who were who stuck with the PGA Tour, uh, you know, rejected the money. And now, you know, the players who did take the money seems like they're going to be coming back to the tour. Uh, so, Luke, uh, briefly, what were your kind of first takeaways on this news? Yeah, I mean, good job to Phil and Brooks and DJ, you know, among others. Uh, I didn't even know who this guy Brandon Grace was. I guess shame on me for not following golf enough. I thought I followed golf more than the average bear, but he apparently made the second most money from Liv. Um so, yeah, congrats to all those guys for making the right business decision for their families. Um, I kind of understood why people didn't join it. I'm not a huge fan of taking money from an organization like that. Um, so, you know, good business move by the players. And then on the organization side, there's so many parallels between what the four major sports league stance was on sports betting, most notably Roger Goodell, and what the PGA Tour stance was on live, meaning that all the leagues were very concerned with integrity and they thought that sports betting would influence the integrity of the game until they were able to figure out how to monetize it. And now they are in bed with all the sports books and taking all the sponsorship money. Same thing with PGA PGA was saying, well, you're basically taking blood money to all these players. And all of a sudden they're paying live to basically get acquired. I'm assuming PGA is acquiring live. Like I can't imagine it's the other way around. So PGA is basically paying live to go away. It's they're forming a new entity between the two, and it's I think it's the it's the live backers that are going to be contributing the money, right? So I think to your point, you know, PGA Tour bashed this whole thing until they found out actually that they could be the ones on the receiving end of, of some of this cash. Um, so I think I think yeah, to your point, um, they were against it until all of a sudden they found out a way to, to profit from it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's. You know, don't don't trust what any of these people say on camera. Um, money talks, money wins again. Um, it, I feel I feel for the PGA guys. I really do. I feel for the PGA golfers who didn't get live checks and now are just left with. <laughs> and and in fairness, I watched the Mike Tirico interview on CNBC earlier today. He's like, in fairness, the PGA did pony up more cash over the past six months to improve player earnings, and he was saying that like they started to pay out golfers. If you got searched more on Google or if you were on camera more, like there were, there were parts of that were in contracts for PGA players this year, where if you were contributing to the popularity of PGA via Google searches or being on camera more, you were starting to get paid more. So like they don't walk away with zero relative to the live guys, but the live guys definitely made out better in this situation. Yeah. 
Um, and then one last thing uh, that, you know, I don't think we'll ever know the answer to this, but there was a pending lawsuit uh, from, I believe, 11 live players. Phil was part of it, um, and uh, Bryce and DeChambeau were, was part of it, and it was basically an antitrust um, you know, lawsuit. And um, one potential thing is that maybe the PGA thought that they could have lost that lawsuit. Uh, and so before, you know, getting, you know, losing it and then getting nothing out of this deal, um, maybe, you know, they, they didn't like their chances. And so the, they kind of came, they decided, okay, let's, 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 you know, let's, let's get, you know, let's, 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 let's not have to lose this lawsuit and, and, uh, and, and form a merger. Could be for uh, sure. I can um, make that argument for for all the other pro sports leagues too, but you know they don't have any competition. So I mean, you and I, it, it seems like we've been in agreement for the past six months of like this is good for the game of golf. Live would be, you know, morally that's a whole separate question, but like I think it was good for the sport of golf. I said on this podcast a few weeks ago, I watched a live tournament for the first time. It was I was in California and it was on TV. It was super cool. It was a really cool spin on the sport of golf, music and colors and team name some some stuff i would disagree with but overall I, I thought it was a smart way to present golf to certainly to the younger generation so well i'm not sure i would, I would agree with that i i you, you're the first person i've heard say they actually enjoyed watching live golf i think yeah. it was just pga um realizing that they're going up against a limitless amount of money and you know kind of maybe cut their losses before it's too late um but golf is as exciting as ever uh and now it's going to get even more exciting once these uh live players can can rejoin um i thought briefly i would just touch on this, this past weekend's tournament the memorial um i was uh watching it on the uh, airplane back from vegas after going to uh game one of the stanley cup and um it was it was a great day on prop swap as well so uh it doesn't even have to be majors for people out there to uh be buying and selling uh, just a couple quick notes. Uh, Victor Hovland uh, won won the tournament in the playoff. He opened the tourney at sixteen to one, but was high as thirty five to one during the final round. Uh, a customer was even uh, purchased a Hovland ticket on Prop Swap during Sunday's round at twenty two to one odds during wow. the final round. Um, and then I thought one of the other interesting notes was was Scotty Scheffler, who this man can never be counted out of any tournament. And, and until he's somehow missed the cut or like there's a, a player in the clubhouse uh, with a better score, never count this man out. After Friday's round, uh, Scheffler was three over par, 11 shots behind the leader. Uh, his odds to win the tournament at that point in time were 270 to one after the second round. Scheffler then shot a four under on Saturday and then posted a five hour on uh, a five under on Sunday hours before the leaders were, were finished. When, when I turned, turned it on, it was like Scheffler was you know third and in the clubhouse and the other guys were like on the eighth or ninth hole. Um, prior to Sunday's round, a customer placed a bet on Scheffler, $25 at 80 to one, and then he sold it on PropSwap during the final round for $270, odds of plus 650. Uh, and uh, our data shows that Scheffler got as low as plus 105 during Sunday's round on FanDuel. So um, a nice, you know, $25 into $270 profit for the seller. And then that buyer got gods of plus 650 um, and um, could have, but did not end up flipping it when he was at plus 105. Wow. 270, 270 to one, basically on Saturday morning, right? Mm -hmm. End of Friday. And then gets down to plus 105 by Sunday. That is. That is absolutely crazy. Um, 
Wow. I mean, we've said this a million times, like golf is such a fun sport to bet on. And with prop swap, that just allows you to get in and out of days like that. And to be betting on the world's number one golfer, this guy's like, I've been following golf for, I don't know, 25 years. Like this guy, maybe put Tiger aside, but like, has there been a hotter golfer in, in a, you know, a year plus span that like he just is un you know, un you can never count him out. He's just, he just puts super well. He's just an incredible golfer. So for him to go from 270 to one on Friday to plus one Oh five on Sunday is, is awesome. Yeah. The only other guy that comes to mind, and, and I think it was for a shorter, much shorter period of time and, and definitely not as consistent. Jordan Spieth had a little bit of a run mm-hmm. there uh, yeah. early on when he you know won the masters. Um, and it seemed like he was live every week, but I would agree. Besides Tiger, I I can't remember a guy who has been this consistent for for this long. Um, awesome. Speaking of consistent, uh, the Miami Heat consistently shock uh, everyone out there, uh, and just when you think that they're dead, um, they come back and and uh, as uh, I've seen some people call them the the they're, they're zombies, right? You you just can't kill uh, the Miami Heat. So. Um, as we all know, Miami lose game one uh, last week uh, and rather convincingly, uh, and they just were huge underdogs for the series. But in game two, come back from down 15 in the second quarter. They shot almost 50% from three in that game. They were as high as plus 630 to win the game um, in the second quarter. Um, and uh, yeah, they come back to win, and, and now we have a, a tied series 1-1. Um, a couple interesting notes. Um, we saw uh, a customer who had a Heat, Panthers, and Rays parlay uh, with, that he bought for 70 bucks on PropSwap on May 12th. He flipped that after the game uh, for 700 So that's a nice uh, 9x profit on, on your money. Uh, but again, that was after the Heat's victory. After the Panthers' loss uh, of Game 2, that customer now has it relisted for 325. So um, he's looking to only lose 50% of, uh, of his investment there, but it's actually really good odds. Uh, if you do like that parlay of, of heat Panthers and the rays. Um, and then the other thing that I thought uh, I'd bring up, and this is kind of, I think applies to our conversation with John um, prior to game two, the nug- we had nuggets tickets selling on prop swap for minus 900 odds. Um, but now we're seeing customers sell Nuggets tickets at odds of minus 270. So why do I bring this up? Is that because, you know, people were able to sell their Nuggets tickets for 90% of the collect amount after game one, and now they're selling it for about 73% of the collect amount, right? And, you know, when we talk to John, you know, I get that there's, he expresses this feeling of, um, of wanting to, you know, cash that ticket in person, get the cash. Um, but I just can't stress that enough. And I know you've been on this train for since we started PropSwap. Like, there really is very few examples of why someone should not want to sell a bet at minus nine hundred odds. Right? We, we've dealt with the like Heisman before and and other and other and other things. But I mean, there's really no reason why you shouldn't just want to take ninety percent uh, of your collect amount and and not risk any other um, injuries or or just you know or team shooting. 50% from three. Yep. Totally agree. Um, yeah. I mean, look, the, I do a lot of radio shows every week. I do a radio show on, in Chicago and they were like, Oh, Denver won game one 
the series is over. Like the series is over. Denver won in Denver. And was like, why, why is it over in Denver? Like, just they won the first game. They're supposed to win the first game. It's in, it's at home. They've been off for like 10 days. Like, that doesn't tell me the series is over. And a bunch of people could have sold their tickets after that point at minus 900 odds. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, you're leaving such a small portion of your collect amount on the table by locking in that profit against a team that has just been destroying Goliaths ever since the playoffs started and Miami heat has just been like upsetting everyone. So yeah, I just, if you own a ticket and prop swap, please, if a team gets down to super heavy minus money, go even higher. If the, if the nuggets are minus 800, like post it for a minus a thousand and like, see if someone grabs it. Like <laughs> you're just, it's such a small, it's like a dinner. You know, if you, if you sell it for, for, a, uh, if the ticket collects a thousand, you're selling it for 900, like that hundred bucks is like a dinner. It's like one dinner. I right? just, just lock in the money. Yeah. And you know, and we talked about this with John, like, look, if you want to hold on to it for the entire time, you're, you're letting it ride. That's, that's one thing. But, uh, I just, it, 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 it crossed my mind when I saw people selling their Nuggets tickets now, and mm-hmm. it's like you mm-hmm. just you know you just lost a, a significant portion of money because yeah. what because you thought they were up two zero and you thought it was gonna all the, you know there you know the tickets was, was gonna cash when they're up two zero or you were gonna get ninety five percent of your money at two zero like um you know now is I in my opinion if now would not be the time to be selling Nuggets tickets unless you're extremely fearful but. You know, nothing happened in game two that you couldn't say, you know, was was out of the realm. The Heat have been shooting out of their mind uh, this whole postseason um, from three. Um, and I do think that there was some effect of uh, teams coming off of game seven do not have good game ones. Um, and so I think, you know, you could have factored that in and be like, look, they're going to have a bad game one, but they're going to come back much more prepared and rested and and acclimated to the, to the altitude uh, for, for that game two. So um, just something that crossed my mind as I saw people selling their, their nuggets tickets um, at a significantly lower value than they could have a couple of days earlier. Yeah. No, it's the old adage. Like everyone wants to sell their sports bet once it's too late. And very few people want to sell their sports bet when their team looks good, which like my approach and the reason we started this company is the exact opposite. Like you should want to sell when your team looks really good and then want to, you know, buy opportunities when your team looks really bad. It's like literally the the antithesis of that statement. So um, we'll see how the rest of the the finals goes. I think the Heat are live. Um, I don't want to get too into it because we got Staker Swap coming up. But um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I I think this will be a very competitive series um, going into uh, game three here. Yeah. Um, definitely didn't look that way after game one, but, um, yeah, definitely have a, have a great, uh, series coming up. Uh, and yeah, I think that's a, uh, a good segue to get into our interview with, uh, John Grace. Hope you enjoy it. And we are here with John Grace, uh, head of sales for bachelorvegas.com and bacheloretvegas.com. Uh, but more importantly, currently the owner of a uh, massive parlay that's going to collect over $74,000 if the Vegas Knights bring it home. John, how are you doing? Thanks for uh, joining us today. I'm doing great, man. Feeling very confident. Up 2-0 in the series, minus 550 for 111,000. Uh, I can't can't feel better, but I know the job's not finished and uh I definitely have lost a, a 2-0 lead before on a bet. 
of Phoenix Suns, but <laughs> we're not gonna think about that. It's gonna it's gonna cash. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, and so yeah, we'll 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 get back to the Knights in, in a second. But I just, I just want to walk through this this entire parlay real quick. It's it's a three leg parlay. Uh, you bet it for a hundred bucks uh, on November first. Um, and the first leg of the parlay was Argentina to win the World Cup, uh, which you got odds of plus 615 at. Um, just quickly walk us through that that particular leg of the of the parlay and, and taking uh, Argentina. Yeah, well, here's the ticket right here, guys. Uh, I feel like i got to show it. Um, honestly, I was hammering Argentina all last summer. Uh, I actually did upload quite a few of those tickets to you guys as well. Unfortunately, the Yankees really screwed me out of those. But um, really just thought Messi deserved the cup. Not necessarily deserved it, but he would do everything and anything to get it. And uh, kind of felt like with uh, him getting to the age and kind of a sketchy World Cup in Qatar anyways, it would kind of be a little uh, skewed for him to get it. Uh, realistically, I should have put this bet in after they lost to uh, Saudi Arabia in that first game. They got up to almost 10-1. to 1. Uh, that was the time to do it. I probably should have doubled down, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, not just Messi. I mean, they've got, uh, amazing strikers in Lotaro Martinez and, um, you know, I really, uh, really liked their midfield McAllister. He was, uh, he came out of nowhere and just overall, they played a great team game and, uh, I just, yeah, I really kind of liked them going into it. They were, I think it was like a 25 or 30 match unbeaten streak going into the tournament um, before that Saudi Arabia game. But yeah, they were hot going in too. So that's kind of what I like to look for in, in picking futures, um, pieces, you know, changes to the organization management and also the kind of winning, you know, history of the team. So recent. was, was there any concern heading into the final against France? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, I actually held another ticket to pay uh, five grand on Messi to win the Golden Boot, and unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Bappe just stole that from me. But um, yeah, whenever you got a guy like Kylian Mbappe and the pedigree of France with uh, the world class talent they have, and also World Cup champions, broke my heart when I had Belgium the last World Cup. Um, yeah, you got to be worried going into it especially when it goes to the extra times and PKs absolutely was worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was a very stressful game for, for anyone who had a, a side on, on, uh, on, on either of them. Um, and then moving to the second leg of the parlay, you had nuggets to win the Western conference at plus eight fifty. Um, obviously, you know, the season had started at this point. Yeah. It was still early. The nuggets were four and three at the time you placed the bet. Jamal yep. Murray had returned from his, mm -hmm. you know, season long plus injury, but at that point in time was only averaging 14 points a game. Um, so what, at that point in time, what, what kind of stuck out to you about, about Denver? Well, I, it, I didn't realize they were four and three at the time. <laughs> Thanks for looking that up. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 obviously Jokic is just, a unicorn, you know, one of those three to four guys at the NBA that can just do it all and just has the size to just outpower, outweigh, outmatch everybody. Um, so, yeah, him being there obviously was a piece. And honestly, I, I'm a really big Aaron Gordon fan. Um, I really thought that was a massive pickup for them. Uh, spreads the floor with size because uh, he, can, he can knock down those threes on the wing. Um, and then also, you know, him driving to the lane and, and pushing it, pushing the tempo, uh, down there, I think it was a big, 
big plus for me. And then, yeah, like you said, Jamal Murray coming back, you know, seems like nowadays with technology and doctors and medicine, ACL surgeries are nothing and they come back better. So was kind of thinking that as well. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, Michael Porter Jr., his pedigree coming out of Missouri, uh, and the hype that he always had around him, he was starting to kind of catch some traction and I just love the team, man. They're lengthy, uh, they're lengthy and they, they, they got a lot of speed and they push, push the ball and they could shoot the three. And, you know, when you got one of the best offenses in the league, you gotta, you know, you gotta give them a shot. So, um, yeah, I was thinking nuggets kind of all the way as well. Um, and but then, glad, but I, I will mention that I am glad it's just the Western Conference, and I don't have to sweat this final anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, right. Like, I mean, however, I did put a bet in yesterday, and uh, I put twenty five hundred on Knights game two, which won, and Nuggets two and a half, and I'm flying to Miami tomorrow. So nice. Yeah. So um, I'll be so, there. Yeah, we'll, back we'll, on the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, yeah, I want I want, I want to talk about your your kind of doubling down on this whole thing. But uh, just before we get to the Knights, uh, I, I was curious if there was any concern also with you know the the Nuggets were were underdogs heading into the Sun series, um, going up against KD Booker, you know CP three. Uh, and then they were small favorites against the Lakers, and so I was just curious if there was any any interpretation before either either of those series. Definitely the Suns series kind of uh, you know scared me a little bit. Um, obviously, whenever you go against Kevin Durant, um, you know he's a top ten player of all time in my opinion. Um, you know, combine him with Booker, you know it's an amazing front court. Um, but you know, kind of how the odds shaped out and, um, you know, kind of thinking everybody's going to bet Phoenix just because I, I felt pretty confident in the, uh, nuggets and I took that series straight up as well. Um, but I was a little bit more worried about the Lakers and I definitely didn't see a sweep coming. Um, you know, you can say what you want about conspiracies and NBA being uh, rigged for better market teams to make it, but kind of felt kind of felt like LeBron was getting back to the finals on, on the NBA's watch. And, and honestly, a lot of the officiating in that series was really skewed to the Lakers, but the Nuggets just severely overcame that, which is pure skill, something they didn't do the other night. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, definitely impressive for, for the Nuggets to sweep, you know, to win two games in LA when, you know, if you do believe in that kind of stuff, you definitely got to figure that the refs in the NBA are, are hoping a the series goes long and b um probably hoping the Lakers make the finals, um but okay let's get to the third and final leg which is still pending you know um uh, Knights to win the Stanley Cup you got a ten to one now this team missed the playoffs last year mm-hmm. um they were starting a new goalie new coach to begin the year yeah. um yeah. but they were eight and two at the time uh you you placed the the parlay so um. Yeah. You know, obviously they started you, hot, man. They really yeah. did. And and honestly, you mentioned the coach. I mean, Bruce Cassidy coming from the Bru- Bruins, um, you know, guy that's been there, hard nose, uh, you know, by the book kind of coach. Uh, really think his demeanor fit the culture well. Um, you know, I, I I just really thought that was the move that could get this team over the edge. Um, they had all the pieces there. Eichel's getting back to form after his back surgery. Uh, and honestly, what really kind of, uh, got me confident and I did put a little bit more on the, on the nights as well on separate tickets, but, uh, Barbershop, 
on the trade deadline. I think that was one of the most underrated pickups. You know, obviously Patrick Kane got all the attention from the Rangers and picking him up from Chicago. You know, that's a soft spot in my heart, our hearts. I think you guys are from Chicago too. So yeah, that was a little tough, but I really think that barbership trade pairing him back with Petrangelo again, you know, when they won the cup with St. Louis, uh, I think getting that tandem back together was really underrated. Um, I, I honestly don't even think their odds changed after he, they got that, they got him, but, um, at the time, but yeah, I, I just, their hot start. Um, and yeah, Logan, I thought it was going to be Logan Thompson riding them all the way. He made the all-star game. You know, <laughs> he was the guy. Yeah. And then um, we got Bruce so- and then back to Hill and all right, Hill, you're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, and that, that was going to be, uh, you know, just kind of last question about like points of concern. So yeah. So Logan Thompson starts the year as the goalie. Then it's uh Brossois to, to begin the playoffs, had a great series against the jets. Uh, but you know, uh, in the Western, you know, quarterfinals game, they lose game two, five to one to the Oilers. Brossois goes down. Any, cons- you know, and, you know, any concern there when, you know, they, again, the Knights were underdogs entering that series against Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, honestly, Ian, um, I was just worried about Edmonton in general. Um, I went to personally went to each of those games and I'm, I'm telling you, man, watching Connor McDavid skate on the ice. It's like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen with him and Leon Dreisdeidel. I, I really think that I honestly, I like the Oilers next year to win the cup. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Um, Oilers reliefs. I think the cup's going to go back to Canada. Although, you know, obviously I'd love the Knights to win again, but whatever. Um, but yeah, again. man, I, I really, I really think, um, I, I really think that McDavid is just on another level and, he can just do whatever he wants at any time on the ice. So once the Knights got past the Oilers, I really didn't I didn't really worry that much. The only thing I worried about was Ottinger and Bobrovsky because those are two elite goalies that can and uh, have shown that they can be elite and completely shut someone out. So um, they can definitely steal a game in a series, and if a team plays well in front of them, you know, then, then you might have a, a tough, tough task to beat. But... Once they got past Edmonton, man, um, especially in six, I really didn't see that coming either. I was fully expecting game seven, and I had tickets too. So I uh, kind of wanted to go, but was happy they they you know, was happy they won. <laughs> um, but yeah, once they got past Edmonton, man, I kind of felt like felt like it was over. You know, I, I know it's especially in this industry doing this, you can't catch or can't count your chickens before they hatch and. You know, you're all about hedging and selling and making sure you secure a profit. But I really think at that point, once they beat the Oilers in six, that I, it, this ticket was destined to hit. Yeah. So, but when you say that, that that there was concern against the Oilers, I mean, was there anything that made you, you know, made you want to hedge or did you hedge or, or no. is it like, I'm no. nervous, but I, I'm not, I'm never, enough. I'm never going to hedge. I mean, I think you know this by now being friends with me. So, I mean, I, I'll, I love to throw some tickets up on there and maybe kind of sell it if I feel like it and give you guys some, some action too. But, um, you know, in general, I'm, I'm not one to hedge. Um, now say my ticket was worth, you know, five, 10 million right now. And you give me Panthers plus thousand, you know, maybe just throw 10,000 on it just because, <laughs> but at that, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to hedge. Um, I'm going to ride it. I've kind of 
called my shots and had the, put myself out there with this confidence. So I'm not going to let that waver and falter. So yeah, I'm going all the way. Do you have any other NHL futures? Have you had um, any other NHL futures? You know, I, I actually put in a few. I got my little stack of futures here. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, I put these in at, uh, I put these in last week. Um, and, uh, kind of goes back to what I was mentioning to you guys about next year's Stanley cup, but I took the, um, yo, uh, I did a three team future parlay again, just like my one that hit, I put a hundred bucks on the, uh, Miami dolphins to win the AFC, the Arizona diamondbacks to win the NL West and the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup, and then another ticket with the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. So I guess my futures for next year is Edmonton and Toronto with, uh, you know, hoping Vegas gets back as well. Right. And wouldn't mind to see Chicago in the mix with Bedard now. Yeah. Um, so, okay, but but in terms of this, this, this current NHL season, there really was no other team besides no. the Knights that you were, you know, you know, any team in the East, you know, that, no, you, were, that you were looking no. for? Um, well, I did lose my series ticket on, the on the Panther or on the hurricanes. So I guess, uh, yeah, hurricanes, I thought it was gonna be Carolina Knights. I had hurricane series, night series, heat series. And, uh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, nugget series. Parlayed. So. Uh, as, as you mentioned earlier, Vegas currently minus 550, uh, as we see here today, up 2-0 after a more than convincing win um, uh, in game two. Uh, you and I were, uh, were both in attendance for, for game one, and my takeaway from that was, you know, I was, I thought I could tell that the, the Panthers were, they felt like they were overmatched because, you know, with the amount of fighting that they were starting, um, but at these current odds, your ticket is worth $63,000 on PropSwap. Um, I know that you're, uh, you're pretty steadfast in, in the not hedging, but um, I, I have to ask, is it at this point, so you know, that, that's a difference of $11,000, right? So uh, I'm not going to say that you'd be you know, losing out on $11,000, but that, that's the difference between what you could sell for today versus what the potential collect amount is if, if it wins. For you, is it more about the that eleven thousand dollars or is it more about kind of sticking to your guns and you know being able to say that you know you never wavered you know on this on this ticket? i think it's a bit of both to be honest with you um eleven thousand is a lot of money um i don't want to you know obviously i know your model and you want to try to get you know get get that sold but uh i think yeah eleven thousand is a lot um i also don't want to waver and and kind of stick through it uh, and honestly, I, I really want to cash this ticket at Circa and uh, get the cash. I really, I really want that moment. So, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, obviously, you, you, you know our business model. You've, you've sold tickets before. Um, but, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have, you know, similar feelings when, 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 they're, when they're holding tickets as well. So I think it's, it's really good to, for us to show, you know, both, kind of both, both sides of the, of the coin. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've definitely ran into some customers who have that same feeling of like the, the want to have that feeling of, of, of going up and, and, and cashing that ticket. Um, so no, I think that's, uh, that's helpful yeah, for Derek, people to Derek hear. Stevens and I kind of have a little history, so, um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I do respect him a lot. And if he does watch this, I, I do, do 
think the best of him, but we have had kind of some situations before and um, not doing business together that kind of pushed me the wrong way. But uh, yeah, make me uh, so much happy to, or make me very happy to yeah. go go into his building and take this money from him. Yeah, and I and I think the difference, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast don't have retail sports betting or have never made a retail sports bet. It's only been, you know, digital bets. I'll give him his so, pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, uh, John he, he's like, it, it's it's probably funny. He's probably, I hope he listens to this, but he's probably seeing my ticket go viral, like Darren Ravel tweeting it, and you know, I'll, I'll be our betting and Action Network and everyone and you guys and everyone's tweeting it's going viral, and then his Circus Sports is tagged in there, the Ticket Circus Sports. I'm like. Like, hey, you're welcome for the pub, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it's we, we tell sports books this all the time. It's uh, yeah. when props up gets involved, and of course, you're taking in this situation getting involved, it gives that sports book a lot of publicity. Um, because they'll get a, that, a thousand more other people throwing a hundred bucks on three team futures and probably yeah. win 999 of them. <laughs> that's right, that's that's absolutely right. And people will I'll absolutely keep, I'll keep firing, <laughs> don't you <Yeah>. worry. <laughs> Probably fired two hundred dollar now. But if I if I win, yeah, this <laughs> this event will absolutely resounding increase more cross board parlays going into next season. So it's great for the books. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say that I could see it being more enjoyable to get cash from a window than it would be just cashing a digital bet that like you're probably gonna make new bets anyway tomorrow yeah. night with you know say the yeah. series ended tomorrow. Of course it doesn't, but um. You know that's a little bit more euphoric getting getting cash than it is just getting a deposit into your DraftKings account in Chicago. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's funny how uh, you know uh, sports betting has uh, taken off nationally, and I'm sure you guys have definitely been there for the whole ride. But compared to basically any other state, Vegas has the worst betting you know capabilities and odds. Even though we were you know the first ones <laughs> that introduced it essentially That's right. I mean, between here and atlantic city i'm sure that those were the ones but you know you can't do same game parlays can't do uh you know can't do a lot of these you know can't always oh, some books can only do the future parlays like circa out here um circa doesn't let you parlay conference parlays but william hill mm -hmm. can and mm -hmm. you know it's like i gotta pick and choose where i can do all these do all this stuff but yeah, I mean, if there were same game parlays out here, <laughs> I'd be taking those shots every day. Yeah. Um, so uh, my, my my last question is just you know for the for the for the listeners out there who you know want to get um, involved in you know these types of parlays, you know we see it all the time on PropSwap, and you know it's um, a lot of these things come close, right? But they do uh, end up you know go ballooning in value right i mean we were uh, last week we were talking about a parlay that had the heat panthers and tampa bay rays right uh and that you know it's it's skyrocketing value but what advice would you give to anyone out there if, if if you have any in terms of like what to look for and and you know how to strategize these types of you know future parlays that can be you know huge collect amounts but again it really only matters if it either wins or you sell it yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, if if you have a ticket and it gets this far, it just really depends on where you're at financially and, you know, what you can do comfortably to either hedge or cash out. You know, if it's life, if 63000 is life-changing money to you and, you know, you really need it, then doing that right now on your site makes complete sense. You know, I'm in a different position and, you know, confident with where I'm at and where my business is at, so I can let it ride. Um, and if the nights do blow it, I'll take it on the chin and... You know, whatever. Take just go for the ride. 
you know, but I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it just kind of depends where you're at financially. And then also when it comes to putting in future bets, you know, definitely do research on a lot of things going on. You know, we mentioned the Knights, they got a new coach, you know, sometimes when there's an overhaul of, uh, you know, the, the leadership and the personnel, you know, that's something that could be a key factor. Um, the star elite players, you know, guys like Jack Eichel, Mike, Mark Stone, these are elite uh, two-way forwards, playmakers, danglers. Eichel has just been out of control, you know. Obviously, he had his injury, but something that they paid a lot of money to fix his back and took a little time. So I, I saw that for the Knights. You know, Argentina, Messi, a god, you know, you, you can't. You know, when it comes to betting specific sports, it's like LeBron, you know, you're kind of trying to find the best player to bet on and ride him. Um, but um, yeah, and then the Nuggets, Jokic, two-time MVP. So uh, I think nowadays in sports, you've got to have a, I don't want to say star, but you've got to have an elite, like at least one extremely elite, like top line player. Um that you know is going to get it done there's not you know there's still team uh, there's still a lot of team aspect when it comes to winning obviously in all sports but there's got to be elite an elite like headliner that can lead it so um you know i'm kind of looking at the dolphins next year for afc you know they just got jalen ramsey proven champion you know basically gave him away for nothing uh the rams did so you know getting a leader like that on the defense you still got tyreek on the other side Really hoping Dalvin Cook goes. Uh, I know those rumors have been flowing. But, um, you know, Tua's been getting jacked. He's working out. He's cleared. Uh, I love Mike McDaniel. And I don't want to turn this into a Dolphins fluff piece, <laughs> but book him for AFC. Let's go. <laughs> okay. There there you have it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously your your, your track record speaks look, for South itself. Beach, South Beach, you got the Heat. You got the Panthers. Let's just get the Heat. Let's get the Dolphins going there now. Yeah. But all um, the moment. So- <laughs> Before we let you go, uh, I guess uh, not to put you on the spot here, but if the Knights do win um, and you and you collect that seventy four thousand, and I know actually you you probably would would win more because you have you have multiple other tickets on them. Uh, is there a uh, a first purchase um, that you've uh, got your eyes on? Uh, well, I, I okay. I, I'm gonna do a content shoot. I'm probably gonna go rent a McLaren and pull up to Circa and shoot it. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure Derek sees it. <laughs> so that'll be my first purchase. Is you know hit up the plug and pay a little bit to get a sick car and drive up to Circa and pay my videographer and you know get some content there. But outside of that, I really want to be smart and put it all in the bank. I mean, there's some business investments I want to do, website that I'm about to buy. Um, you know, the standard pay off some bills and get some things together. But yeah, it, it'll be. There's some real estate, maybe doing some flips. So I, I want to use most, if not all, of this to uh, to 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 grow. Um, now, may I may I put ten, fifteen, twenty thousand aside for NFL this year and <laughs> and and do it right? Probably, yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna do the circa. I'll probably do the circa million again. I'll do all my three entries and uh, circa survivor too. So yeah, awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, have yeah, fun in Miami. Awesome. Um, and uh, best of luck on on your bet. Cool. Thanks, John. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you again to John. Uh, Best of luck uh, on his trip to to Miami. Um, And uh, yeah, if 
if he ends up cashing the, those Golden Knights, uh, that Golden Knights ticket, then uh, I'm sure we will hear more from him. Uh, and so uh, without further ado, it's time to get into a little stake or swap. First up, uh, we'll going back to the hardwood, uh, talking Miami Heat, as we did earlier. Uh, they are currently now down to plus 220 to win the NBA Finals with the series tied at 1-1. Uh, I will go first. I am swapping the Heat at plus 220. Um, ironically, this is the same price I said to swap the Heat at um, when we recorded a couple weeks ago when, when they were up 3-0 against, against uh, the Celtics. Um, and I think this is, once again, going to be the lowest price you may see the Heat at. Um, I don't think Miami's home court advantage matters that much. Um, Miami's three-point shooting just has way too much variance associated with it, in my opinion. Uh, they are 39% in the playoffs, which is the best in the league uh, in terms of three-point percentage versus 34% in the regular season, which was the fourth worst. Um, I strongly believe Denver will win one of these games in Miami. Uh, And so if the series is 2-2 heading back to Denver, um, you're going to be looking at a worse price right now than than plus 220. So I'm not necessarily saying Miami's going to lose, but I think this is a good price. Again, go back to the buy low, sell high. I think this could be the top of the curve. Um, and unless Miami wins games three and four uh, at home, um, you're going to be looking at, at a worse series price uh, before game five. Yeah. Uh, super fair that Denver will probably win one of these next two in Miami. Uh, but um, I am going to stake the Heat at plus 220 for and I'll add a caveat in there. If you have a Miami Heat bet and you got him at 101 or you got him at 50 to 1, you got him at 40 to 1. To be clear, I am still saying sell this bet right now at odds of plus 220, take some of that cash and reinvest into Miami Heat futures. You came so far. I don't know what's going to happen. I think this like I said earlier on this podcast, I think this will be a super competitive series. But I do think that this team just continues to defy logic, sports betting odds, statistics. Like the, I just, there's something about this team that they just never ever say die. And I just, I trust them a little bit more than I trust Denver. They they stole game two um, in Denver, so I just, and I'll, I'll get to a little bit more on who is making them such a good team, but. Um, yeah, I still I still think Miami can do this. And again, I'm still saying sell your Miami bet, but I would also go rebet the Heat with those proceeds that we're able to pay you. Yeah, you're saying take a little money, take take some profit off the table, yeah. but uh, don't give up your entire Heat position. Yes. Um, all right, sticking on the Heat train, uh, time to talk a little more finals, but MVP um, this time, uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, currently plus 475 at DraftKings to win finals MVP. Of course, Jokic is the uh, dominant favorite, but uh, Jimmy is the the highest favorite for the Heat. Uh, Luke, are you staking or swapping Jimmy Butler? Yeah, so I'm going to stake Jimmy Butler at plus 475 at DraftKings. He's about 4-1 to one at other sportsbooks, so some value there. But, um, you know, the Miami Heat are plus 220. So if I can get double my money on Jimmy, 
and you know that there's value right there. So value by betting on DraftKings, double, double the value. Yeah, double double the return on my money by betting on Jimmy to win Finals MVP instead of just betting the Heat uh, futures wise. Like you know, value there. And I do think I realize this is he's Bam Bam Adebayo, who honorable mention. He is plus six fifty. I would I would sprinkle a little bit on him as well, um, rather than just betting those futures odds. So kind of you know hedge yourself there a little bit. Um, but I just feel like he will get like a pity vote if the Miami Heat do end up winning the NBA Finals, even if Bam had a little bit better stats in the finals. Like Jimmy has clearly carried this team the entire postseason that uh that milwaukee mammy uh game four i believe it was where he was he was just going off in overtime like hitting like you know fadeaway jumpers he hit that like acrobatic put back under the basket and he's just playing out of his mind so even if bam has a little bit better stats i think jimmy will get a quote-unquote pity vote um to an mvp um I am swapping uh, Butler to win uh, Finals MVP uh, again. You know they're they're gonna give they're gonna give it to the team that that wins it. Uh, and as I talked about earlier, oh, yeah, I, yeah. you know I I I just I'm I'm still backing the the, the Nuggets in this series. Um, but to your point, I mean I think Butler is is hurt, or at least he's he's not 100. Um, he did not have a good game too. He he made some plays when he needed to, but. Um, they do not always give the the finals MVP to just like whoever like the marquee player is. I, I think back to when the Warriors won their first uh, title, uh, Andre Iguodala got it for like locking up um, yeah. for locking up LeBron, uh, I believe it was. And so like that's why if I if I did like Miami and I was betting this, I would say I actually would take Bam because if they win this, it's gonna be you know who you know kind of locked up Jokic, who, you know who you know. Um, you know, he just he he just played great in, in game two. So I actually I would I would lean more um bam on, on that side. Uh and then the other thing I'll just mention is FanDuel actually has some kind of fun parlays here where you can parlay finals MVP with like series results. So like Butler to win MVP and Miami wins in six games plus nine fifty. Um Bam to win finals MVP and Miami to win in six games, uh uh, 13 to one. Um, and then obviously it's, it's even higher for that for, for them to win in seven. So um, I actually think kind of those are interesting too, to combine finals MVP and, and how many games. So, um, but still, <clears throat> yeah, I would, I would not be betting Jimmy just cause I think A's hurt and B I think Bam's going to be the player to win it. If, uh, if they do win the title. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, more to come. Uh, on the finals uh, when we talk to you next week um, we might even have one winner uh, in, in hockey but um, yeah definitely uh, an exciting uh, next few days coming up for these uh, these two uh, series so uh, thank you for joining us this week on the prop swap podcast please make sure to subscribe leave a rating and we will talk to you next week <laughs>